Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Medicine. I am back. This is Alice, whether you love it or hate it. And we are being reunited by the <laughs> following crew. Oh, this is Shanna. Hi, it's Kiara. Andy goes here as always. Hi. Excellent. So we've got a great lineup. We're going to be talking about a few things on the show today. Um, and I hope you enjoy. So the first thing that we want to talk about is that uh, Kiara uh, very luckily went to the Monster X concert in New York. And she's <laughs> going to tell us a little recap about her fan account and, you know, what was it like seeing Shoney's muscles up close? What was it like seeing Wano's <laughs> muscles up close? <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Well, I didn't see them that up close because I got seating. So because I was not about that uh, GA standing life you know, on a Friday night. Yeah. So, I mean, it was fun. What can I say? I mean, it was really fun. Um, you know, I've did, I've listened to their albums before, so I pretty much knew majority of the songs and I don't know, just having a great time. They, the performance, like all of them, they were all so good. They all sounded great. They looked great. Um, unfortunately, Hyungwon couldn't join this tour because of the medical issue he's currently having right now with, with I believe, with his skin. Um, so he had to stay behind in Korea for, because of that. Um, but even so, like fans, you know, they still like, you know, did a cheer with his name and everything. So it was fun. Um, the fans even uh, gave us all that while we were waiting in line, um, like uh, like paper banners to raise up when they're, they were singing the last song, so which the guys seemed like they enjoyed it and, and everything. Um, they seemed like they were having fun because they they saw us like grooving along to their songs and I guess they're not really used to that. Like in Korea, they don't see that and everything. You know, mm -hmm. usually fans are just, they're cheering and just like, you know, fan chanting or whatever, taking fan camps and stuff. But you know, fans are actually, you know, dancing along and you know like you know just grooving especially to like their more slower songs and stuff like that like and their sexy songs and things like that so to them that was kind of new so they were they were having fun talking about that and everything um to be honest the majority thing i can remember from the concert is wanho's uh beautiful shine bright white body you know that he blinds <laughs> me with <laughs> Like his just his he is just so pale and just mm -hmm. so bright and like brighter than my future. Everything you know is just that bright. Um, and you know, from is his, your bias Wanho? He is. So oh, of course oh he was. Gosh. He was my main focal of the concert, but I enjoyed all of the guys. But you know, he, him just dancing in the that uh very shiny first of all he's already shiny enough being very pale the next thing you know he throws on a very sparkly you know jacket on and yes it's a lot of bling bling going on right there but you know it's fine and then of course <laughs> you know him wearing those tight pants where like you can see his like, like pretty much he stuffed his thighs in there and everything so it was all nice 
<laughs> it was all I'm glad you so enjoyed like, the concert. <laughs> I did. I was very distracted, but it was fun. I had fun. Um, and also Shonu in that Tommy Hilfiger outfit he wore for when they performed um, 24, 24K Magic um, by Bruno Mars. Like, it was just like perfection. Like, it was just everything. So, yeah. Ooh, yes, was- I saw that fan cam. Yes. Uh, currently searching Shonu NYC right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was just. Oh, I found it. And he like he danced and like he was doing moves and then he's shaking his hips and people were going crazy. It, it was okay, fun. I have a question. Since you were able to see them like all all at the same time, like all mm-hmm. the time, I, how is like what is Shonu like when like the camera's not on him? Because he seems like such a like just like chill go along with things person. Like, he doesn't seem like a mood maker by any means. But, like, does he just stand there when the cameras are on him? Like, <laughs> this is a great question. Kind of, um, from what I remember. Like, <laughs> he would just hit you stand there or whatever. And then, like, but, like, if another member is, like, interacting with him while someone else is talking, you know, he'll interact um, with with the other member or whatever. They'll be doing some, some dumb things on the side. But really, yeah, he, most of... Most of the time, he was kind of, like, just standing there and listening to the other member talk or whatever. He did, like, some, you know, um, what's it called? Like, fan interactions and stuff, but not as much as, like, the other members, but, you know. I, which I kind of suspected because he seems like the type of person to be just chill and be like, okay, I'm just letting everything happen right now. Did any of them yeah, try to – did any of them try to do their, like, ending comment in English? Um, well, I am – he speaks English pretty well, so he spoke English throughout the whole the concert. Um, mm-hmm. He even translated some of like the members' comments or whatever, um, because with translations, it was between him and like an, another translator. But he, the translator was off stage; you just heard him. Uh. So yeah, I mean, and uh, Minhyuk, he tried his best to speak as much English as he could. Um, so, but like definitely the other members mostly just spoke. Korean, but they made comments here and there in English, but mostly Korean. How does Malsa X know English? Or I mean, I am no English. Does he just learn from himself? Like he, he, he lived lives. in Boston for four yeah. years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like my standing is coming out. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> wow, I'm a Malsa X fan. He knew. I am is the one where whenever. So Alice always has that oh. one person in a K-pop group where like. But not, not in, like, okay, listen. three. Not, 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 in, not in God 7, EXO, or BTS, or, yeah. But, like, in VIX and in Monster X especially. Those are the only like... two that don't know one okay, person, fine. okay? <laughs> okay, but, but like, the, or, and I, I caught it's multiple. Anyway, sorry, I'm, I'm getting off the point. But, like, whenever we watch Monster X, there's one person where, like, every time Alza just like looking at them and looking at them and I'm like you don't know who that is and she's just like no I'm like it's I am Alice (laughs) I really don't know who I am am. (laughs) and then I really don't know who um Hyuk oh Hyuk I don't know who Hyuk you have a Makne anti-bias oh is that what it is yeah oh my god (laughs) Alice just doesn't see the Makne line saying no the youngest no I don't need you goodbye (laughs) (laughs) well I mean come on (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um, yeah, whenever I see either their face, like, you know what, if I'm asking myself, what does I am look like, I honestly cannot conjure up a face in my head. Same with Yuck. I can't do it. And I've watched many of Vic's music videos. 
and many Amats X videos too. Yet I just can't remember the, how they look. I don't know. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Any other highlights from your Amats X experience? I don't know. I just remember. I just remember I had so did much remember, fun. Did okay. any member surprise you? Because like I, when Shannon and I went to go see Shiny. Uh, we were shocked at how much stage present o- presence own you has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did anybody like kind of stand out, like shock you or anything like that? Mm, if I had to say someone I didn't like, because Wahan's definitely someone he like he does his best on on uh, stage or whatever. So I'm already used to him being like a bit extra and doing all that stuff, which he was. Um, but I mean, let me think. Um, I guess Minhyuk, because like he's not one of the members I I fully pay one hundred percent attention to, um, but definitely seeing him live, like I definitely see like more of his like charming points when he's on stage. Like he's someone who's definitely like even if it's not the focus on him, you still see him like trying, you know, doing his one hundred percent, giving it all, and you know he really tried to connect with the see him try to connect with the audience, even though he doesn't speak English like that. You know, definitely it shows like he he gives everything like like gives everything to the fans like like interact with them and everything, have fun with them, make jokes, you know, things like that. Which you know, I really enjoyed seeing him do all that. Oh, nice. Shanna, he's a center in the beautiful chorus that I love, right? Yeah, yeah, that's the one that yeah. you love. He's an extra <laughs> hoe. <laughs> yeah, I love those extra hoes. Um, he's like so good at smizing. Anyway. Yeah. And he does the he does that stage with um Bam Bam and Young Jay from Oh Bath. yes, um Good Girl or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Good girl. Yes. Oh my god. That's one yes. of my favorite stages. The king. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, we'll move on. I'm glad, Kira, you had such a good experience with Monster X. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, I feel bad for some of the people in Pit because apparently somebody threw up in the pit. Oh. So there, was some, there was some vomit, you know, action going on. But, of course, nobody wanted to get out of the pit, so everyone just endured oh the vomit until the end. <laughs> that's oh, my. God, That's some dedication, honestly. Yeah. But it was I'm just, actually- I guess, that bad. I'm actually yeah. really happy that Monster X got to have this tour because I feel like they, I mean, they still haven't had a win yet. Like, they're just constantly struggling and they do well and they have a very solid international fan base, I feel like. Especially, like, I don't know, they're always on my Tumblr. Maybe it's just because I follow a lot of GOT7 blogs and maybe flops just, like, are sticking together. But, <laughs> I don't know, like, but, like, I feel like there's, like, a pretty solid international fan base. So I'm glad that they got to do this and, you know, see that people care about them. I agree yeah. with everything you said except for God's Seven being flops because they have one music show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. They're, they're, not, they're not a flop at the same level by any means. Like, they've won many a music yeah. show. And yeah. God's Seven, like, does well. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think in Q1 or Q2, they were like one of the better selling albums. So anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they get a lot of money for JYP. But anyway, yeah. I, I digress. All right. Okay. So we're going to move on to our next topic. I just want to do like a short fun thing, but uh, or fun news item. Uh, Lisa from Blackpink is going to be getting her own TV show, kind of like talking about fashion, uh, which I wanted to just mention, not because 
like Lisa's anything special to me, but um, I think it's like interesting that somebody who's like non-Korean is going to be getting or starring in her own TV show that is Korean facing. Cause like, I don't really feel like you see a lot of that. And off the top of my head, I can't really think of anybody who was like non-Korean that gets to, even in a smaller show, gets a star in anything, you know? No, yeah, I agree. It, and I, my first thought, honestly, when you said this was, which I know we, there was like a joke made before this show started about like her being the female Bam Bam, but like, I want Bam Bam to be on the show with her because <laughs> they know each other. <laughs> and like, yeah. I want Bam Bam to be a guest star. I think that'd be You know, excellent. he would be actually an excellent guest star because if you watch like Jackson's, one of the re- reality shows that he was on, it was called like A Day in a Life or something like that. And he, and it and it one of the episodes is like him and Bam Bam we're gonna go out to like eat or shop together yes and you see like a clip of Bam Bam just lining up like nine pairs of shoes and then like kind of like holding his pants up and like laying them next to each pair of shoes finding which one matches his <laughs> pairs of and shoes. Jackson's just like sitting in the corner like kill me <laughs> but yeah Bam and he Bam comes in and the room he does, but he always looks good. He does. But he, like, I remember Jackson, like, busts into the room and sees, like, nine pairs of shoes that Bam Bam laid out. He's like, we're not going to Soul Fashion Week. Like, we're just shopping, pick a pair of shoes. <laughs> so, um, mm. yeah, I just wanted to give, like, a nice little shout out to Lisa. It's, like, really nice because I think some of the comments that I'd seen online were saying that, like, people really, Korean folks, uh, really appreciate Lisa because, like, despite you know, not being Korean, she's, like, worked really hard to, like, uh, speak pretty um, good Korean uh, and fluently and, um, like, without much of an accent and stuff like that. So uh, people really appreciate that. And also she's, like, super fun and bubbly. So, you know, she does really well on camera. Um, Yeah. Um, So the next one that we want to talk about is Henry Lau, another uh, appropriation (sighs) issue that I want Nico to kind of uh, go over just because he's got a little bit more background on it than I do. Hi, it's Nico, your resident political science major and social justice <laughs> irritant. Um, welcome to the show. So That's our next t-shirt. <laughs> for now. I, I love it. I love it. Super Junior's been in hot water lately in general. For, like They just can't seem to avoid scandal lately from you know, Sung Min respectfully and very tastefully stepping out of Super Junior's upcoming promotions to, God, you name it, Hee Chol and the rest of Idol School being accused of hypersexualizing the girls on the show to um, Henry just in general being a pervert and not well-liked for real. Like, he's like that douchey frat friend that used to be sweet when they were kids and so you kind of keep them around even though they kind of just keep fucking up over and over and over and over and over again so to give you a recap um like a year ago two years ago before ye song went to the army um he was uh nick cage from or no no he was nick fury sorry from uh the avengers for halloween or some kind of event. I believe it's Halloween. And he did in blackface because Nick Fury in the movies is played by Samuel Jackson. People took offense to that when it happened. He took it down. But apparently back in April, he put the pick back up 
and uh, it caused this whole controversy. Everybody was like, why would you re-upload this? We told you already blackface was an issue. I don't understand why you would do this. You know, the whole idea of blackface itself is racist. And Henry said in the comments of the Instagram video, well, if if this is racist, then Thor wearing a blonde wig is racist. Cosplay in spaced out letters, very largely, to which everybody just kind of stale-faced and just collectively decided to cancel Henry. Now, the reason this was an issue was because this all sparked up right before Henry's much pleaded for new single was about to drop. Uh, and then the video comes out, and of course, he it's pretty much every stereotype of like hip-hop, you know, swag, you know, he had braids in a couple scenes, and people were like, how are you going to talk about what blackface not being racist, and then you turn around and appropriate an entire aesthetic for your music video? Um, so I guess Henry got the notion, he apologized, he posted an apology video, you know, he apologized for the styling, and I'm good, and he also apologized for the blackface comments, but he, most like everybody else in K-pop, very quickly rounded it up with the, you know, I'm sorry that I did all this stuff to offend you all. I, um, I love black people and I love black culture. I'm not a racist. I have black friends, tease. And just, you know, just, you know, the very, I'm just going to be stripped down and I'm just going to talk to you all as a human being because I want to understand where you all come from tease but then he very quickly deleted the apology video afterwards you can still find mirrors of it all over the place i think the video still works on asian junkie if that's the type of website you like to go on um but it's the idea of just like i'm gonna apologize to you but not really um rubs people the wrong way and then he went and then the whole deleting the video was just like well I take the apology back. I don't know what the true reason was for deleting the apology video, but it just does not look good in his favor. And he hasn't commented on why it's been deleted either. So a lot of people don't really know what to make of it. And I I just, you know, he's been in a lot of controversies lately, just in general. So I think you'd think he'd want to, like, take himself out of any situation that can make him look worse, if that's possible. But here we are today. Um, I commented on this before we broadcasted, saying I didn't want to, want to talk about it, because I don't know what resolution that us here at Not Your Average Netizens can come to about this situation or Henry in general. I just, I just think that I just want idols to be more careful. I think what would make sense is for these companies, especially these companies that are large enough to afford them, to have some kind of international liaison. Like maybe get like an international marketing branch of your company whose sole job it is to make sure something you put out isn't going to um, bold negatively or piss off an entire demographic of people. I know um, I know a lot of like entertainment agencies in the West have these type of people, but maybe that may be important. You know, if you're going to focus on promoting or engaging in certain types of places in the world, you have somebody who is knowledgeable in 
the history and politics of that place who can say like, hey, maybe it's not such a good idea to wear red in this country on this day because 200 years ago, there was a massacre on this day and so they avoid the color red or something, you know, like that seems ridiculous, but that's something so small that can get idols in so much trouble abroad or like just celebrities, not even idols. So it well, wouldn't yeah. cost, you know, you know, stuff like that is important to the people that it happens to. Like to an idol, yes, you can leave this country and just forget about it. But the fans of these places will never forget. Like people now with Super Junior, they're never going to forget that Ye Sung not only did blackface, but that Henry defended it years after it happened. Like it just turns people completely off. And these are deal breaking situations for fans. Like, we put up with a lot of anti-blackness in K-pop as black fans, and there's just some things you just draw the line at, and blackface is one of those things. I think in Henry's situation, there's definitely a lack of empathy because, like, I mean, from what I understand, like Henry speaks English, right? Like, he's mm-hmm. like some. some he's I don't know from what his Canada. Background. He's from Canada, right? Yeah. I knew that he like had a background from like an English-speaking country, so for him, it's like. Um, it's not like he doesn't have, it's like, not like as if it's in, you know, let's say Jackson's case, not that it was, you know, any better or anything like that, but it's like, he does have that background of understanding that like what, you know, kind of. Well, he understands, yeah, he understands anti-blackness from a Western concept because he's from a Western country. Exactly. And he claims to have these black like friends and stuff mm, as well. So it's mm. not the same. Right, and that's what I was going to say. I feel like there's like a slight lack of empathy. I mean, yeah, he did the video, but like you said, I personally haven't watched it. But um, if there was kind of, if it was kind of like one of those half-ass excuses where they say kind of like, oh, I'm sorry for offending you rather than, oh, I understand like wrong I did, right? And then on top of that, like, yeah, his like whole like weird perversion aspect of him too, like clearly he doesn't understand like that shit's creepy. You know what I mean? Like I think in his personality and like, I guess Henry fans fight me but like it there just seems to be like a lack of empathy and like understanding mm-hmm. of like other people's perspective especially when he has that context right yeah and then um like yeah that's such i just it's just and then i agree i agree that like k-pop companies would definitely benefit from having like an international liaison but like i just don't see it ever happening yeah. until they like become as big in the US as they are in like surrounding Asian countries. Because like when like think for example, uh like I think when this might be a fabricated memory. I'm trying to remember, but I I remember when like the the Thai king had passed away. I think got seven like war like uh like flowers or something or at least bam bam did for sure yeah yeah and just stuff like that like obviously somebody told them like okay got seven you need to be doing this shit because you have to you know respect the country and stuff like that so like clearly they must have it for like certain you know areas and stuff like that but like until k-pop becomes like as big in the u.s as it is in the other areas like i don't even see that happening (laughs) as unfortunate as it is yeah yeah i mean I don't I don't believe so either. It's wishful thinking. But hopefully someday we can get to that point. And I'd just like to say, you know, the whole the whole black hairstyles thing is a contentious issue within the community, like I said before. Like in a lot of cases there isn't anything inherently racist or wrong with, for example, 
somebody wanting to wear dreadlocks or anything like that, the whole problem comes with the connection that these hairstyles have to Black people and Black culture. So keep in mind when you're doing... By the way, the word for dreadlocks in Korean is reggae hair. Like, they call it reggae hair. So to say that mm-hmm. dreadlocks and braids aren't attached to Black people in other countries or in, a, in that context, the bullface lie. I mean, they call it reggae hair, literally. Right. Who created reggae? It, a Black black people, a Black country. You know, Jamaica, the Caribbean, it's mostly African, like, it, African descendants. So... Um, for people to, for, so first of all, there's that. There's the connection to black people, but then you have to look at all the times you see people wearing dreadlocks and braids who are not black, and in what context they do it in. And it's always, you know, swag, hip hop, like, you know, drugs, drinks, and women type of, you know, the really, the really popular side of hip hop that we see exported in a lot of ways. And it's not anybody's fault, especially. But they help in perpetuating these stereotypes of people who wear dreadlocks and people who wear braids. You know, when you're only when you're only wearing dreads when you're making videos about drugs and alcohol, that's what people are gonna tie dreads to. And since dreads are seen as black people's hairstyles, black people with dreads now become the face of drugs and alcohol. It's a perpetuation, like, yes, Henry wore braids, but Henry wearing braids itself isn't necessarily the issue. It's when Henry wears braids. You know, Henry doesn't wear braids to a formal, you know, coat and tie event. You know, he wears braids when he wants to be swaggy and, you know, perpetuate hip-hop culture, whatever that means, you know. But meanwhile, you have Black folks who wear dreads and braids for all occasions. So when you wear braids that seem dangerous, people consider braids dangerous. And then you have little three-year-old boys and girls wearing braids, black babies, and they're considered dangerous now because of the hair. And I know people will say, who aren't black, will say, well, that seems like a stretch, but that actually happens. That's real life. Like, there's this hyper-masculinization of black people where we're deemed dangerous already, but when you start to connect things like crime and stuff to hairstyles or the way we wear our clothes then that also adds to it no i think you put bring up like the point right yeah it's like not like anybody like a lot of people are like kind of butthurt about oh it's just like a hairstyle and stuff like that but like, yeah I, I think we hear so much that it's just hair when it's really exactly really Exactly. Like, yeah, it's, it's definitely not just hair because especially when you see those news articles about those like private schools that don't yes, get like yes. damn braided hair and stuff like that. It's like, come on, we know who that's like targeted towards. It's not just yeah. It's not towards a school, you know, student population. It's towards a specific group and you don't like the way that they're, you know, just styling or even like just trying to like grow out or treat their hair, or manage their hair. Yeah. So it's bullshit. So yeah, no. I mean, maybe you Sorry should. Sorry um, so much time on that. Maybe you should uh, reach out to the big three and see if you can, uh, if can <laughs> like carve out, carve out your, about. carve out your own position. You'll be like, I'll do it for low money. I swear. <laughs> hell, hell! If it means them seeing black folks as people, I'll do the U.S. the Western side of things for free. I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do. It. I'll be an intern. And they can they can shoot any translations by me, and I'll just be like, nope, nope. We're, <laughs> look, we're looking at this styling. What's it for? Nope, nope. 
you want to do a cutesy little Christmas theme with dreads, go for it. You want to do it yeah. for a reggae style, no, cut it out. Like I'll, I'll, be, the, I'll be that buffer. I'll be their Western buffer. <laughs> but I mean, I'm sorry I spent so much time on that. I just every time the idea of black, like black anti-blackness and K-pop comes up, there's such this huge, like. It seems like from non-black fans, that's this huge impetus to like go on the defensive for the idols and stuff. And it's like we can't ever teach them what the problem is. Is every time something happens, everybody who's not black just comes out of the blue like, "Oh, it's not that big of a deal. It's okay. You don't have anything to apologize for. It's not that big a deal. It's just here." Like, no, shut up. Let black fans explain why it's a problem. Let mm-hmm. them explain what's wrong. So that this person knows. But there's just this think, huge defense. I don't understand it. Yeah. And then I think from like an idol's perspective, you know, like from this like I don't I don't know like how much you guys covered from like Jackson, but like, you know, like I'm sure, you know, for every one of like a you know, perfectly explanatory Nico there is, there's like five people who are gonna be attacking him, right? Just yeah. calling him a racist yeah. I mean, and stuff and, like and that. So I feel like yeah, and I feel like you know, if in a perfect world, oh, in a perfect Sorry. world, if like okay, in a perfect world, if like everybody was like, you know, explaining on his comments that like in a in a explanatory way rather than attacking yeah. him, maybe he would have been more receptive to it, or other people like Henry as well, right? But yeah, and I mean, I, I don't mean, agree with the whole death threat saying you should die, mm-hmm. you know. And I also think, you know, when you once you call somebody a racist that puts a wall up right there, that wall exactly. of defense, where they mm. feel like they have to defend who they are rather than actions. Like, I tell people all the time, you can you can do... It's like moral absolutism, right? There's this idea that good people only do good things and bad people only do good bad things. Once you do a bad thing, you're no longer a good person, and that's just not true. And it's, it's, it's very much we see it in, with racism. Like, nobody wants to be called a racist. Like, that's the worst thing you can do. But it's possible for everybody to do racist things. A lot of it comes mm. from ignorance. A lot of the time, you don't even know what you're doing is racist. So somebody has to tell you, right? So it's yeah. that idea. Like, I want K-pop fans and things to stop looking at it like, oh, you're saying our idol was a bad person. They they hate Black people. Like, no, nobody's saying that. But what your idol, what your idol is doing is perpetuating racism. The action that they took was racist themselves Mm. they may not be racist they may be a great person they may actually have a bunch of black fans or friends and that's okay so we have to look at stuff in that way and just kind of reprogram the way we handle these type of situations so that it can get better so that we can actually educate these people kiara shanna any thoughts on the topic no i think you totally covered it um i i agree with both points where yeah like um, especially in Jackson's case, but probably this one as well, where, um, yeah, the, a lot of the things that they're necessarily seeing, I mean, if you have no background of, uh, sorry, backtracking a little bit, because going back to kind of what you were saying, Nico, about um, having someone specifically in charge of, you know, knowing other cultural issues, understanding how it might affect people. I mean, Korea's main viewpoint is, you know, they're trying, they're not necessarily trying to make it in the U.S., um, and so they might not necessarily have people fully looking at every single detail and saying, you know, is this specifically, 
offensive to a U.S. cultural issue, which, you know, we kind of, we can also be somewhat arrogant in assuming people know all of our specific issues. But that being said, um, there definitely needs to be more awareness if they are going to try to reach an overall international audience. And it's not just the U.S., you know, it's other countries as well. Because, I mean, it's not just uh, this specific issue where there's been cultural scandals. It's been, you know, multiple other uh countries, ethnicities, races, and we, we didn't want to specifically talk about it in this chat, but, uh, or in this one, but there was a recent issue with a, a Hindu prayer being used in a, a Korean novel. So, I mean, like, it, it's a, it's definitely something where if they want, if this specific music genre wants to be more of a global phenomenon, then it needs to be something they're considering, because like Nico said, it is something, especially in the U.S., when, you know, a, a and not that it always works, but it's definitely a, more of a consideration of, you know, is this going to offend a global population? What are the culture issues out there and should we be aware of them? Um, it's just definitely something that needs to be considered more strongly because it keeps coming up over and over again. And it's going to create this kind of wall. Um, but then going back to, yeah, someone who hasn't, going back to why that's necessary, I mean, someone who hasn't grown up in this, in that specific culture or knowledge of, you know, not just this issue, but like Nico said, someone not wearing red on a certain day or there being a massacre, blah, blah, blah. you know, you're not going to know all that. But, you know, having people respond to you in an attacking manner makes, you know, people be defensive and um, having, it, it, it's hard because, you know, people get very intense about these kinds of issues, but explaining things is always going to work better and it's unfortunate that this happened with both of them I don't know as much about the Henry situation so I can't really speak to him but um it's important it's unfortunate that things unfolded in that manner because like Nico said yes uh, I, I really liked what you said Nico about you know people think that doing something racist next necessarily means that you are a racist and people disassociating that fact uh, kind of opening uh, yeah, it, it, it's hard yeah <laughs> people complete, yeah. it's hard right it's such a, yeah it, it's such a complex issue and the, the fact that yeah, it, it just kind of keeps talking in circles about itself and then we all keep coming back to the same point of you know what's the actual recommendation or goal uh, you know I do want to say something so like a lot of people do say like hey like if it's like it's egotistical to think of it from a U.S. perspective, but then it's like, well, those K-pop groups are like coming to the U.S. and like trying to monetize off that fan base. So it's like you don't think that they like deserve like a certain type of respect. I could see like people feeling that way. Do you know what I'm talking about? Because it's like, yeah. OK, fine. If they're isolated in Asia and they didn't feel like they needed to like branch out to the U.S., then like, OK, like yeah they don't need to know or like i guess like jackson or like in the individual specifically fine like i guess if they didn't know i like, just you know it's yeah just like, well, I, I think anti-blackness in general is a western concept because the the whole white black racial dichotomy is a western concept right so we right. can't so it's gonna be western centric because that's where it all comes from but it can be perpetuated anywhere, as we've seen in K-pop. You know, it mm. can be perpetuated anywhere. And somebody brought up to me, like, I mean, I talk about anti-blackness as a global concept because it, it, because it Western is. culture is exported globally. And there are exceptions. There are places 
in the world where anti-blackness isn't an issue, mostly in part because the black population isn't that great. They don't import a lot of Western media, but Western media is accept it's accessible everywhere. So, you know, it, it there aren't too many places in the world that Britain that Britain and America hasn't imperialized or touched in some way. So if you're one of those small minorities, great, this conversation has very little to do with you. But the K-pop industry is very heavily like it's it's very heavily like supported and um influenced by western culture right a lot of the producers of the big three companies are black people making music in the west and you know selling it to them it's a lot of their writers are black people who write the songs in english and then have them translated like a lot of the sounds and stuff come from hip-hop in the west like it, it's not happening in a vacuum. So anytime people use that kind of, well, this is, you know, this is Korea, this is a homogenous society, you know, they don't really understand the whole racism. It's just not true. Like, it's just not, yes, it's a Western concept, but a lot of Western ideals are imported in other places, especially in like Japan, China, and Korea. You know, we see that often. We've seen it. Like, it, it's, visible i don't understand why there's still all this blowback and like this lack of like acceptance that as a fact that this is like a factual thing that occurs but we we can see it we can we can uh quantis like we can like have quantitative and qualitative data about the fact that it actually happened but it's... um go ahead shana Oh yeah, I was saying it's true. There's actually um, a recent interview with um, Rat Monster or Namjoon from BTS, where he basically said something similar. Where he was talking about how they, you know, they only well, they're from a smaller company too. So you know, when they first set out, it was mainly, you know, making it just in Korea, just trying to be um, a group that could actually have longevity in Korea, uh, just getting their name out there. And that now that they're experiencing such global international fame and you know going to the billboard awards going you know uh, making these uh they're you know one of uh, top social media artists by time magazine like that's a lot of things coming like they're definitely a global presence now and he was you know speaking on just the difficulties that come with you know the weight their words have now and the weight their lyrics have and their music have and having to make sure and be more careful about it. You know, it's just talking about the responsibility and not, not saying it's a bad thing, but just, you know, it's yeah. something they didn't really consider at the start, but, you know, now they're having to face it and say, you know, every tweet they make, every statement they say, you know, they're aware it's reaching an international population. And it's, you know, and I thought it was actually a great sentiment to say, and put out there, which, you know, a lot yeah, and of, more and it's more. It's funny PTS, that you yeah. mentioned Bradmont specifically because he's one of those types of people that have to come a long way. Like, you know, that whole American hip hop whole gimmick yeah. started out, <laughs> you know, was very, you know, the American hustle life, you know, they have to have Coolio sit in front of them and be like, shut up. For the understand, like, you know, like, I can never forget that like first interaction with Coolio and V's like, "What's up, man? Swag, yeah." And he's like, "What does that mean?" And V's like, "Deer in headlights, like, 
Or do you want to even talk about like the problematic first episode where they got oh kidnapped God. by black people in a van and I was like in the middle of LA and I was like, what the hell? I was like, I can't give this video views. Nobody oh, can know God. about this. This is terrible. <laughs> We don't ever talk about that. We, we, we will never. <laughs> the, the one good thing that came out of that was when V was teaching that one girl how to say Jim means ugly. <laughs> no, stupid. Stupid. Oh, stupid, yeah. stupid, stupid, yeah. <laughs> and his face was just like, the fuck? Oh, God. I can't. My BTS standing is coming out now. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, before that comes out, let's switch out to another yeah. topic. But I thank okay. you all for taking the time to listen to me, you know, devolve into that whole situation. And if anybody listening has any questions, any more questions about cultural appropriation or anything like that, I mean, I, I'm i a Black person living in America who likes K-pop, but I also study this stuff very, very um, in depth in political science. So if you guys have any like academic questions or you want me to put you in a direction where you can learn more like actually like academically then just message us on twitter thank you thanks does uh our twitter handle is oh our twitter handle is uh nya netizens and you should be able to find us there Excellent. Thank you. All right. So moving on to our next segment. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, new releases. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is Red Velvet came back with Red Flavor. Um, yeah. Uh, why don't Nico or Shanna or Kiara, one of you guys want to talk a little bit about it? Um, Nico, I know you'll have a lot to say on it. So um... <laughs> I'll start. Uh, I, I mean, Red Velvet is actually one of my favorite girl groups. I've probably favorites twice, um, just because JYP trash. But um, yeah. Uh, but, but I think Red Velvet's probably second favorite, or EXID, maybe I don't know. But um, then they always come back with such good concepts. They're all quirky, fun. I, I was really excited for this one just because um, I didn't like the last one as much. Um, I rookie right. Rookie was the last one. Yeah, it, it got stuck in my head, but I didn't like it as much as um. But it wasn't dumb, dumb, dumb. The last what was the one that was last August? Last August was the rookie, um, wasn't it? Are you talking about roulette. before Russian roulette? Russian yes, roulette. Russian roulette. I loved Russian roulette. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but I was really excited because uh, I mean, the, they're like just the queens of like a fun summer song. And, like, they didn't let us down at all. Like, they came back, and I love this song. I've watched it so many times. <laughs> it's on my playlist. And it, like, I also vividly remember, I just want to share this small anecdote of, I was watching the MV, and I was just like, wow, who's that girl? Like, she's gorgeous, and I love her. And then I looked oh it God. up, and it's Sulgi. <laughs> yeah, the rise. After I just like killed her mercilessly, and <laughs> never, never ever. Would you rather? Or oh no, FMK. And yeah. I was just like, oh, oops. But uh, yeah, Solgi is great, and I'm sorry. But I mean, it probably would have still happened the same way if people had given me the same uh, people now. But I would be a little more sad about it at this moment in time. 
Um, as for me, I enjoy the song. I think it's another great, you know, fun, you know, summary song from Red Velvet. Um, I also was kind of like Shanna when she's, I wasn't too keen on Rookie. Um, it's only now I'm starting to be like, okay, it's not that bad. But I still think it's their weakest single to date. Um, but as for their new song, I'm enjoying it a lot. But the music video, I don't really care for. I think it's pretty low budgety for a group like Red Velvet. Like I guess I guess I understand what they were trying to do, but at the same time, I'm like, eh, it's okay to be quirky differently. But I, I feel like it could have done it in a more higher quality way. But you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm enjoying the song. It's fun. It's summery. It's it represents Red Velvet very well. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree with a lot of things. Um, first, this is like oh, so good. It's such a a good song. I think it. Okay, coming from a theater standpoint, okay, you know, like you always have that. You have to end uh, like a fun musical, like a really good, like strong ending song. Like this song reads like a like strong end of a musical type song. I had the exact same thought. I listened right? to it, and I'm not gonna say it was like my fave because I I think it was like I think it was released right before I moved um, from Florida, so like I mm -hmm. was kind of busy. I didn't really get a chance to like absorb it, but I remember hearing on the first listen, I was like, this sounds like a musical number. Yeah, yeah, it really does, and even the right right down to the way Wendy ends it at the end, which might just... be why I love it. It's so good. Like, yeah, I just, I just love it from like just the composition standpoint. But it, it works really well. Um, I like the raps in it. I love the little um, post bridge Wendy when she like sings yes! the tire. Yeah, oh, so good. Uh. Like, I could rave about this song all day. Um, the dance is gorgeous. You know what other thought I had? I love okay. that dance with Joy yeah. and her little hands. Yeah, thing. her little oh. solo. So they announced their solo concert right before this. And once the song came out, I said, oh, my God, they're going to be so tired in their solo concert. Because every single one of their singles is, like, up-tempo, first of all. Yeah. And then they're, like, really complicated and they're really fast. Even Russian Roulette, which was, like, a mid-tempo song, has a really fast choreography. And even their slow songs like Cool House We Love and Automatic have really, like, fast choreography as well. I said, these guys are going to be so tired at the end of Red Red Door, Red Room, whatever their so Red Room is what their solo concert is called. They're going to be dead tired. But I'm really excited that they're getting a solo concert. It's called Red Room. Yeah. I was just Isn't that, that the, the <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey thing? Yeah. yeah. It's a red room in general refers to that type of behavior, you know. The oh, really? And everything, yeah. So, oh. that's kind of, but I think they're going for more like an innocent, like a playroom versus, you know, you know a playroom. A, 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 a actual like nothing you're saying is helping me. <laughs> okay, I think, um, this is actually one of my favorite singles of theirs. Um, out of all of their singles in general, I have to go like, I have to do a retrospective. There's this group, I talked about this before, but there's this like DJ who did this compilation called The Five Color Theorem of all of their singles up to like Dum Dum, and then he stopped for a while. But then he updated it recently 
and now it's called like Color Harmony. You can find it on YouTube, Google Color Harmony, Red Red Velvet, and it's like a mashup of all of their title songs now, including everything up to and including Red Flavor. And it's so good. It's such a, like a retrospective of all of their stuff, including their slow songs like Be Natural and Automatic, and it's done so well. And it just made me go back and think about all of their title songs. And this is like this might be my favorite so far. The only one I didn't really care for, or I cared for less was Russian Roulette, but it grew on me like right away. Like once I saw the live stages, I was like, yes. But Bagamai is so <laughs> perfect. Everybody in my house is singing it. It's so good. We like all dance to it whenever it comes on. It's so good. I could gush about it forever, but I'll leave it here because I talked enough in this episode. Um, the final thing I would like to say, I would also like to say congratulations to Red Velvet because this is their third number one on the Billboard World Chart, which makes it like Ooh. the record now. I think, well, somebody said it was a record. I don't know how true that is, but I'll celebrate it as long as I think that it's true at the moment. So congratulations to them. I hope they get a lot of show wins from this before XO takes over for like the next three months. And Speaking of XO, doing a um, album, so that's possible, Nico. Oh my gosh! Please. So, speaking of XO, thank you for our most natural segue ever. Uh, XO came <laughs> back today, today, oi, for your Spanish speakers today, today. Um, they came Not out today. with their um, Shanna. We're talking about XO now. Sorry, please. sorry. <laughs> I'm I've been shook for a day, Alice. I don't even know what All I right. don't even know what I'm saying. So XO came out with um a new music video called uh, Coco Bop and a new album dropped called The War with nine songs on it. Um I since I didn't really have much to, to say about Red Velvet, I'm just gonna storm right ahead about Coco Bop. Uh Coco Bop is a Coco Bop. That's, I mean, <laughs> let's just start it right there. Um, they say it was like a summer reggae kind of feel. Uh, the teasers, I would say, did not really f- have that feel come out of it. Uh, so a lot of people were confused when they were just like, they showed the teasers and they're like, oh, it's it's a reggae song. And we're all like, okay. Um, but when you actually hear the song and the music video, there's definitely um, like a reggae tempo or like sound in the beginning. It's really slow, accompanied with a harmonious humming, and then Beck's Beckyun's intro of "Shimmy Shimmy Coco Bob." <laughs> I think I like it. I think Iconic. I like it. Yeah. Um, other things that I uh, very much enjoyed of the music video was Shumin. Um, <laughs> we have like a group <laughs> chat, and someone said he was the MVP, and I'd have to heavily agree. I think you know. I mean, Shumin's visuals definitely have, like, gotten a lot better than, like, I, I don't even know, like, Call Me Baby days where they're just shoving him in shorts all the time. Um, <laughs> but um, now with his, like, black hair, with, like, the perm and stuff like that, he's looking really, really good. And I, a lot of people were very confused with the drop. Um, I personally really, really liked it. And um, I'm not going to lie, I was, like, listening to it all day after it dropped. Um, I'm really, really looking forward to the stages because the little glimpses of choreography that we got in the music video were excellent. Like, I even got shook by Sahoon, and I never get shook by Sahoon. So I'm, like, really looking forward to the the, the stages tomorrow. I want to just give a brief shout-out to Kai's abs. Oh my god, how could I forget? Which, I got like ripped for <laughs> like, this music video. It's actually wild. 
you know, there are six packs. There are eight packs. I don't even know how many packs he has at this moment. And there in time. are Kai packs. No. There are Kai packs. They're just like it was some wild shit in his little Aladdin vest. Like I don't even know what's happening, and I'm I'm hoping he only wears vests from here on out for the stages because that that I'm never gonna be on this podcast again because you'll know I've died. Like I've just dropped dead, rolled down the streets, a car hit me probably. I don't know, like it's just I don't, like it was uh, it was actually yeah I agree with Alice where like um the teasers had dropped I get they were doing the kind of uh actually kind of what BTS did where they did like a different song on the album for each teaser um uh when it dropped but like the teaser that they did for Coco Bob specifically wasn't really a good indicator of what the song was and I loved the drop I thought it was awesome and the choreography looked excellent. Everyone's visuals were just shining through, and everyone sure. who was hating on Becky and Smollett can suck a dick because okay, he like slides. Okay, I suck like five dicks. <laughs> his his mullet yeah, looks terrible. Yeah, I just have a whole bag of them. I, yeah, <laughs> you know what? I, I hope you enjoy them because I'm all about no. The no, Beckins mullet. That's what I was saying. I'm really looking for the stages tomorrow because I could see that sassy Beck trying to come out and snatch me but that mullet was holding him back or I someone just, was holding his mullet back <laughs> I, think people, I think people are liking the mullet because Baekhyun is just a cute person like exactly and, and the, the look the face is working but the mullet and so people are like oh maybe the mullet is cute no it's him and the mullet is no. trash sorry exactly but this is exactly. the point is that Baekhyun can pull off anything and you know, I, have I really hate. don't think he is I don't think I don't he's think I think I he's think pulling it, it off. It's keeping hey, Kiara, him from his full potential. Kiara, let us know your thoughts. What do you think about Molebekian? It needs to go away. Oh my yeah, god, it's a no for me. I'll be the twenty-five percent still <laughs> <Yeah>. hyping him. <laughs> no, I will hype Beck all day. Just not in this music video. I mean, like he does get the in the later part of the uh, music video. He's like the center. Which uh, for I the am down, down looking, maybe part. yeah, I am looking forward to that part in the stage tomorrow. I am so excited, and but if that mullet is there, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna quit I think it actually is going to be because he mentioned it being in promos. I don't know if it's in uh, every promo, but uh, they'll probably switch it up. Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nico, you're gonna say something. I just was gonna say I don't know why I like this song, but I do. Like I feel like it shouldn't work. It's like excellent, Nico. It's, it's, it's like re- like it's like reggae light, and then it's like yes. XL light. But together they make a really good dynamic. It's so strange, mm. but I really like it. I think the live stages are gonna make me like it even more. Um, but I'm looking forward to them. I'm. I heard the little teasers from the album medley, and it, it sounds pretty good. So. Ooh, you have to listen to the the album because there are a few yeah. songs that are like pretty good on them. I will. People don't know this, but I'm actually kind of uh, I won't say I'm an XOL stand, like not truly. The thing that's holding me that always has held me back was the fandom itself, and just like I don't want XO to get too big for their britches, and I feel like me holding out standing is like my way to keep them in check. I don't even know what <laughs> oh I'm my saying, God. but this is what I think in my in my fan brain. I'm like, okay, so I won't call myself a stand. I'll just follow them from afar, so I don't have to get like really involved with them. 
but I like a lot of their music, and I I have like three biases in the group. Speaking of, Ooh, I can't can you help... tell us those right now? Yes, I will. But I can't help but wonder how good Lay would have looked in this video. Uh, oh my god! Like just as oh like a god. juxtaposition to Kai, like Lay with yes. his abs and everything out too, like. I can't. Don't even. Okay. There's, there's a point. Sorry, when Kai's in the center and he does like a body roll, and I just, mm-hmm. I mean, Kai obviously looks great because of the body, whatever. But I just thought like, if that nice were like, seen been seen. and then yes. and then the part where it goes do 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 do, and then like Sehun and yeah. whoever's in the center does like the and Kai does it too. He they do like the quick hand movements like down their yeah. body or whatever. Yeah. Like Lei would have looked so great doing that. I'm just like, uh. I agree. The whole time I was just like, Lei would have imagine Lei laying across this table. Oh. Imagine Lei across <laughs> this table, Nico. I just I can't. Like I'm not a stand or anything, but I love me some I don't Lei, believe man. that. And I just really, uh, I don't. Oh God, I hope he's doing good things in China right now. He's gonna have a second solo album. Yeah. Well, then I'm proud of him, but I just, yeah. I'm tired of him not being with the group at this point. Like I, I just, agree. Yeah. <sighs> the the taking him out of the music video was like a big step. It was a big step in the wrong direction. In the like, wrong, yeah, agree. I just, so the most I just feel like bullshit. Part is how just uh, SM just like said nothing about it. Like he fucking flew back to Korea at the exact same time they were taping everything. And then they just randomly were like, oh, he's not going to be in promotions. But, like, they specifically the only said promotions. Like, why the fuck was he in? Yeah, exactly. They didn't even say not in the music video. They just said promotion. Yeah, yeah huh, JK, he's not going to be here. Like, and then, he like, why was he? No, that's no. And, and I think he's that's the thing. Either? No, he's not in the album at all. <sighs> that's depressing. And they have a Chinese version of the song. Sorry, it just, uh, like, yes, keeps getting and they, worse and worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh no and then the one thing that i the one thing i brought up is that like what happens when they do a tour like do they just like take away some from this guy take away some from this number and then give yeah. it to lay or is it expected that lay is not going to be going on tour with them when they're well, like touring you know, this album you know i heard what sm does is they have like contingencies for every comeback every title track or like every track they rehearse it without certain members or they have mm. like backups like each person has like a standby person so if this person isn't here for this song then they know who's gonna fill in mm. and that's why they spend so much rehearsal time whenever they're getting ready for comebacks and stuff because they learn everything so many different ways in case somebody gets injured or something like that then the fill-in people will know where to go and what to do mm. it makes sense it's like when um uh when uh, specifically when Kai couldn't perform last August for the cuz he didn't participate in the promotions for Lotto mm-hmm. uh and like um they had later on stages where Kai could dance again he wasn't in them up until they left and he took Lay's part so i mean i don't i don't know if they would put Lay back into the like in well, first of all, this is all kind of a moot point because when was the last fucking time Lay joined them on tour? Like, <laughs> for the Japan yeah. concert in January or December? I don't know. Like, it's been so long. But, um, yeah, I miss Lay. <laughs> but anyway, yes, yeah, so um, my other two biases are the uh, 
it's Dio and Kai. Surprise! Oh, that's oh, a like, very lit. Isn't that strange? Yeah. The, the throwing in like two dance people and, and then Dio. just like Dio. Well, Dio was my first bias, to be honest. Um, his vocals got me in What Is Love. I was shook. Oh, yes. Um, and then as I actually decided to actually get to know, um, I mean, Kai's like, Kai's that one. Like, he's kind of like everybody's bias. He is because the one. He's so dynamic in everything that he does. And he's so beautiful that you just kind of like, hmm. Kai. So that's what Kai is. But then Lei kind of came later. I don't know. Kai looks like this. Never mind. That's getting too personal. Um, <laughs> Lei just reminds me of someone from my past. And um, I don't know. He just, I want to know, know this person from your past, Nico, because if okay, he looks well, like Lei. Let's start going into a Nico personal history hour. Okay. <laughs> He doesn't, that's fair. Does just know though? Okay, so those are my three exo biases, and I love them. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the music video? If they're not all positive, then you can. I'm just joking. <laughs> Exit. The um, I will just say nothing. Uh oh. Nothing. <laughs> no, don't say nothing. I'm just joking. Uh, I mean, I really, I just, to be honest, I only watched the music video once, and that was, like, right before we started recording, so it's, like... No. To be honest, I don't... Uh, from what I can remember, the song is okay. No. Like, it's the first time, the first time I actually, like, wasn't bored right away, usually, when it comes to the EXO. I'm sorry, I'm just, I don't. I oh, my don't God. do anything for me, I'm sorry. Well, here's a question. Me and Shannon were talking about this earlier, but we both got, like thinly veiled like drug references from the video like to me like they talk like shimmy shimmy coco I, I like it it seems like they were talking about like you know dropping acid or like him you know Sudo, Sudo actually have... like mentions it because they were they had like their little pre music video drop like the yeah. live thing and they were they don't even know themselves why their music video was rated 15 yeah like, so yeah, but know, i think that's so, what it is yeah so like, so someone said like oh lol maybe it's because of kai's abs and they're like ha 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 but then Sue was like which, oh no i think it's because of our quote-unquote candies that we're eating the candy yeah. they drop yeah. it into the like well candy first of all is like a pretty well-known slang for like MDMA and other like party drugs, right? Mm. Like people like ecstasy and Molly and uh, acid and LSD. You know, sorry, just <laughs> gets too personal for people. I don't know, or if drug talking talking about drugs is triggering or something. I apologize, but like we know that that's called candy, and you know they're all sitting around this table, days with the candy. Somebody eventually drops the candy in this like CG water and then they go to this weird strange hallucinogenic world where there's flying hamburgers like it's, it's, yeah. it's, a, lot, it's a lot of drug it reminds me of like train spotting or like when they I don't know if you've ever seen that movie but in train spotting whenever they trip or whatever it goes into these like weird sequences um, it reminded me of that a little bit but not as trippy like it wasn't like I couldn't follow what was going on uh, but that's what it reminded me of. So it's kind of weird. And at one point, I don't, watch the video again. Chin does like, you know, oh God, I don't know if I, I don't want to get him in trouble or anybody in trouble. But if you watch the video again, when Chin's singing one of his parts, he like 
does the motion of when you like puff uh when you puff weed and then you pass okay. it like mm. look at it and he does like the puff pass hand motion while he's singing and I swear I don't know if he realized it or not but add that onto this and it adds so much to it like I'm not like the shimmy shimmy cocoa pop pop like it immediately my mind went into um Nelly with country grammar mm-hmm. um because in that song as well, like he's like, shimmy, shimmy, cocoa puff, pass it to me now, you know, write in something, something, take a puff, pass it to me now. Pretty much, you know, yeah. talking about smoking and things like that. So, like, that immediately came to my mind. So, I'm like, are they referencing to smoking as well? I don't know. But, I mean, what Nico's telling me, possibly. <laughs> so. Possibly. Not just smoking, but just, like, getting lit in general. Last, I, I just want to talk about one more thing and I'll shut up about Coco Bop or actually like two more things. So first thing is Sehun Shumin. Anybody? Anybody? That you guys peeped that moment? That was yeah. an excellent moment. <laughs> like when, um, who, was it Jimin? It was like, who, like it's, like, it's like Shumin's, face? yeah, it's like Shumin's verse where he's like, uh, when he starts with the shimmy shimmy coco bop, uh, I think I yes. like it, and then it goes splits within like a Sehun rap verse and his own, and then Shumi's singing, and they have like a mildly homoerotic moment between the two of them, yeah. um, which I thought was interesting because Shumin also had a, a more mild <laughs> with homoerotic Chen. with Chen in Love Me Right. Well, so I don't know which just... one would you say is more because this one he like stroked his face and then they're like drinking a milkshake together. Um... But the Chen one, I think <laughs> they both like fall on the. He's ground definitely like stroking together. his chest. Oh wait, yeah. Huh. But they they fall on the ground together. I don't know. They they're both homoerotic moments. Both of them with Shumi. <laughs> I know. Poor oh. Shumi, and he's the oldest one. You know? know, unless he wants to do it, then you know more power to Shumi. <laughs> Yeah, then get in there. He's probably like has a list, a short list of you know who's like, all right, before I you go know to the what? army. Sehun's the, <laughs> the most popular member of EXO, so he's getting it. You know, talk about, <laughs> <laughs> um, or at least in Asia, I think he is. Yeah, um, he's other than the Chinese folks, obviously. But um, and then the other thing I want to talk about was a little bit of the album, if you guys don't mind. I know, Kiara, you only briefly watched the music video prior to this podcast, but uh, you guys should go check out the album. Most of it is good. Uh, Diamond is trash. And I just want to bring that out there. Anybody who says otherwise can fight me because it's terrible. <laughs> it's like, OK, and you know what? I'll save it for my mini rant. But um um, though some of the standout I would say is what you do, Shannon. I love that song. That's an amazing song. It's like a nice, like eighties, eighties, early nineties type feeling throwback. I also liked um, Forever. Um, that was that was mildly okay, but I actually personally really liked it. <laughs> uh, it's kind of got like it's so funny. It's like a song that's like, interspliced with like a slight crooning ballady type but then all just like rap stuff <laughs> and like trap um, this was the song that was um Beckham's teaser oh oh I love that it's like that yeah I love that part yeah, and then Chen's yeah. vocals and Beckham's vocals are amazing in it um and then and then I think the the Eve was good it. too I liked the Eve it's gonna be their second promotional when they oh, like, go it? on the stages mm-hmm. ah. so they already released like the official 
fan chant for XOLs to like hurriedly memorize. <laughs> oh my god, which Before they the will. Stage. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, so that'll wrap up our music videos. <laughs> this podcast actually went out a lot longer than I intended, even though we had limited <laughs> discussion Sorry. topics. It's okay, Nico. <laughs> I but, think I'm gonna. I think I'm also. I might live tweet my list. My first listening to this album. I know it's extra, but I might do that on our official. Yeah. Twitter. So, hashtag really the idea. war if you want to hear what Nico has to say about this mini album, or about this full album. Sorry, mm. when he listens. Full to album, it. Nico. Yeah, I'm very full excited. Album, excuse me. Nine mm. songs, of which um, Chanyo, uh, Jungdae, or Chen, and Baekhyun all participated in lyrics writing. Oh wow. <laughs> I don't think that's true, though, because I um, remember I was looking at Diamond because I wanted to know who made that trash song, and I didn't see anybody's name in it. I don't know if they, well, I don't think they participated in every song. Oh, okay, because I was like, Just I know, I thought they the participated album. in, like, two or three. Yeah. yeah. Except anyway. doesn't participate as much in their music as any, but they're getting more recently, which is kind of nice. It's so funny, though, because, like, Beckham's like, yeah, I got writing creds, but I really just changed, like, one or two words. <laughs> Which I don't know if it's him just being like sarcastic or is that's actually true. Anyway, I mean, I hear that's how Beyonce gets her writing creds, but that's a topic for another time. (laughs) Oh, Um, God, don't do this. Don't have the (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so if you guys are ready for your one minute um, things, do we usually do a countdown because I can do one? No, just whoever goes, goes. Okay, okay. Um, anybody want to start? Nico? Actually, I will start. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a few, I have a couple things to plug, so I'll be really quick. Um, go ahead mm-hmm. and give Red Flavor, Red Summer, listen if you haven't already. Um, the Red Velvet album, I think Zoo, and you better know that they also promote it with uh, Red Flavor, are two songs that also stand out on the mini album to me. Um, Listen to Coco Bop. There is a new group debuting on the 26th, I believe, called My Teen. They're a, a new boy group. Um, Vixis Ian, one of my ultimate biases, did the choreography Ooh. for their debut single. Ah. So uh, I hope it's good. I want everybody to check it out. I hope he gets all of the publicity on the good side that comes out of this. And I hope they're all successful because that means more success for my boy Ian. So, um, yeah, support my team, listen to Red Summer, uh, and I hope everybody's enjoying their summer so far. That's my minute. Oh, nice. I'm going to just go real quick. Uh, I just have two things I wanted to say, one mini rant and then one uh, hype up. Uh, JJ Project uh, is coming back. As everybody Woo-hoo. must know, um, I believe their comeback date is on the 29th of July. Um, they already did their pre-order album. So if you guys want to order it, do it to increase their album sales. This is a long comeback in the making. JJ Project was the uh, band that was like precursor of GOT7 for Jin- Park Jun Young and Im Jae Bum, aka JB. Um, and so it's really exciting that they're both coming back as a subunit again. I am super hyped and I am just gonna die, I think. I don't I don't think I'm gonna make it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just 
I can't imagine. They say it's going to be a, a fun summer song, which I know that like I feel like a lot of GOT7 fans have been kind of waiting for. I feel like there's like two GOT7 camps, ones that are just like trash and love every album, a.k.a. Shanna and I. And there's like another <clears throat> half that is like kind of um, like nostalgic for an if you do a you know just right type of sound again you know what I mean and like I don't know if this summer song they say it's gonna be light and fun is gonna be capturing that but it would be nice to just see any part of GOT7 kind of go towards that again uh just even if it is for like one little comeback and if it is only for two out of seven of the boys that I and Shanna and I love the most so (laughs) so much um, then my other mini rant is going to be about Diamond and how much of a trash song it is. No. Uh, yes. <laughs> XO came out with a song. It's called Diamond. And Nico, I'm so excited to hear what you got to say about it. And if you're one of the ones who like it, I don't know what to say because it's really the worst song on the album. And the reason I wanted to rant about it is because I frequent the Reddit sub- the subreddit, K-pop subreddit on um, Reddit, obviously. And Every GOT7 comeback, people trash on GOT7. And it's like a hive mind on that fucking subreddit, I swear to God. And I, I'm sorry about swearing, but it really just really annoys me because the things that they get mad about are A, like GOT7's terrible rapping, which, you know, partly true, whatever. They're like not really one super skilled rapper in GOT7, despite having four rappers. Like I'm not completely blind. I see the faults. And then two, um, like a lot of the ad-libbing that they have and like different styles of rap that they do and like kind of like trying to use stuff that's like on trend and like blend it into like a lot of their music like a lot of people don't like that you know whether it's like the woo kind of like ad-libs that they do they people hate it and I was reading the album reviews on the subreddit for XO's The War and you know what I heard about Diamond every single one of them was like um oh my god diamond is like a grower i really like it oh it's so good blah 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 i was like are you guys all deaf this is the same shit that got seven pulls out and you guys hate on that crap all the time and it's so infuriating like shanna and i like listen to it and there's this one part where like i don't even know who it is shanna but somebody I, says i swear think- it's chanyol yeah <laughs> I, I Chanyol blame says, Chanyol. I, Chanyol says go up or go up or something like that like, and it sounds like up. mark it sounds like mark so it, if you guys like that song and you hate got mark. seven i know if you guys like that song and hate got seven then you guys need to reassess yourselves okay check yourselves before you wreck yourselves or i'm gonna wreck yourselves okay all right that's my end rant i'm done <laughs> um i guess for my one minute, um, I just wanted to say that um, Monster X, you know, Pletus, I guess this, uh, no, not Pletus, my bad, uh, Starship Entertainment um, is trying to work uh, Monster X to their bones. Um, so they're going to be releasing a special summer song called New In, um, which is kind of crazy because, you know, they did, um, their, they had their comeback. And then they had their um, repackaged album, which they did. They just promoted right before having their U.S. tour, and now they're having a special summer song. I don't know if they're going to be promoting it or not. Um, It's called Newton, um, but I hope they don't because these boys are like, I know Starship has some makeup for their loss because, you know, they just lost a star as a group. 
So I know they're trying to work Monster X and um, Cosmic Girls to their deaths because to try to make up all of that loss. But still, um, but if anything, like if you like Monster X, you want to support Monster X, uh, please check out the song and maybe we might get their first one with this song. I kind of doubt it because who knows if they're even promoting it. And since since it's a special summer song, they might just release it digitally. I don't know, but um, but yeah, please check it out. Do you know why it's called Newton? I have no idea. <laughs> mm, I was wondering. That's the first thing I thought of. Yeah, and I was just because I'm like, why is it called Newton? But I don't know. But I've seen teasers so far with like gravity and apples. I bet. Who knows? Apples but... is a very hot trend in K-pop right now. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway. I mean, the, the teasers don't really. Sh- there's just thumb it at the beach pretty much so far. All the teasers, they're summery, mm. it's beachy looking, so I re- it's making me even more confused why it's called Newton. Who oh, no. knows? Yeah, there you go. Oh. All right, Shanna, you're one, one minute. Excellent. Um, so first off, I felt kind of bad because someone tried to drop those Monster X photos in like a chat I was in today, and I just I think I yelled back at them, like, I don't know I'm on sex today. Like, get those out of here. Like, like today is XO day. But <laughs> anyway, Coco Bob's kind of taken over my life right now. But what I want to hype is what Alice touched upon and want to expand upon is JJP's coming back, short for JJ Project. Yes. Um, yes. They, uh, it's actually the, the showcase is on July 31st. And that's when the MV is dropping along with an eight track album, which is, this is wild, everyone. Let's just take a moment to think about this because they just came back with Never Ever and a full album for that in March. And now it's not even, it's like three, four months later and they've got another fucking album. Like when did JB and Jin Young have time to work on this? But, and I'm sure they'll come back with something else before the end of the year as a group. But anyway, they're coming back with a full album. And then um, this also is coming back, which I'm originally, so they announced they were supposed to come back in July and it, it got pushed, I feel like, until July 31st, literally the last day it possibly could be just, I feel like, so they're not competing with XO, which is smart, honestly. But um, but so that's when they're coming back. Here's hoping they get a win. And um yeah, I'm just psyched off my ass for it. The next teaser thing that drops is on the 21st. So, you know, Alice and I will be yelling about that. Um, it's a photo card, right? Yeah, the yeah. Track one? It's photo card. Nice. I think they're doing photos and track song releases. Like for It's a track four... card. It's a track oh, okay, card. Okay, it's okay, a track yeah. card, track card, track card, track card for four of them. <laughs> and then it's two photo, like, pictures or whatever. And then it starts getting to the MV stuff. So... Um, and not only that, they're doing this drop and this album release, and they're also doing another show together that's going to be yes. on the app. They're getting yes. a channel. Yes. Like, I'm going to, my unemployed ass is going to spend $5 <laughs> on getting Live Plus for these hoes. Like, I'm real serious about I'm it. I'm just curious what their styling is going to be for this comeback. I'm so, so JB curious. said, if you could pick a color of the comeback, what would it be? And he said sky blue. So I don't know if it's sky blue or if that means like soft. What if we get freckles like XO? Oh my God. If I got fake freckles on JB, oh I'd probably just toss myself off a building. I want Jin Yang's mold to be drawn back in. He had his like chin, like jaw mold removed like a while ago. And I just, I want it back. 
<laughs> Sometimes, but... like photo shoots, uh, you like Photoshop out JB's eye mole. That happened with like a Chinese clothes photo I shoot that they stab did. Them. Oh. <laughs> it was offensive, honestly. <laughs> Um, it anyway. looks strange too. Anyway, but, it um, did look weird. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, I hope you had a good time. And of course, uh, reach out on our Twitter on nyan netizens. Uh, and if you have any questions, or if you want to tweet at us the war hashtag the war, if you want to hear Nico do that uh, live tweeting of the XO album which I am actually really looking forward to so let me know when you start tweeting Nico okay I'm gonna start in about 20 minutes so <laughs> okay all right good thing I'm in central because I got another hour all right <laughs> okay all right thanks everybody bye bye everyone bye, bye. bye.